there are a few things that are running through my mind right now. And if it's okay with you, I just want to kind of flow in the spirit just for a moment. I have a word, I have a message on my mind. God has put in me to share with the people. Um, but I want to tell someone that you just stepped into a church full of faith. You have just entered into a church full of faith. There has been tangible things happening here that I give God great praise for. I have been standing here from this very place behind this podium teaching, exhorting, and proclaiming that God is a miracle worker. Mm. I feel faith right now. I feel faith. I'm going to continue to proclaim with a loud voice that God is still a miracle worker. Church member, whether you've been here for 50, 60 years, guess if it's your first day here, you just walked into a church that believes that God is able to do anything. It doesn't matter where your walk is, God is able to change your direction. It doesn't matter where your son or daughter is, God is able to get a hold of their heart. It doesn't matter where your marriage is, God is able to mend it and fix it even right now. It doesn't matter what's going on in your physical heart, in your physical mind. God is able to heal your heart and touch your mind even right now. doesn't matter what's taking place in your home. God is able to do it. And I want to let you know you are surrounded by people that believe that God is still able. We believe, we believe, we believe. I don't need to see it to believe it. I said, I don't need to see it to believe it. I just know that he's able. That's why I enjoy the, the word that says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. I like that scripture because it removes the conditions of your life. I want you to think about that for a moment. He says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. He did not say, let everyone that is perfect praise the Lord. He didn't say, if everything is perfect, praise the Lord. He didn't say, if you are healed, praise the Lord. He didn't say, if you are set free, praise the Lord. He didn't say, if you are delivered, praise the Lord. He didn't say, if everything is perfect in your life, praise the Lord. He said, if you have breath, you got a reason to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That means it doesn't matter what's taking place in my life. I still got breath in my lungs. And I, I got breath in my lungs. I've got a reason to clap my hands. I've got a reason to lift my voice. Hallelujah. 
Amen, amen, amen. Well, I'm gonna need just a little bit more monitor. And so I, 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 I want you to understand that you have walked into a church of believers that trust in the word of the Lord. I, I want you to know that I, I, I'm looking out right now, our dear sister Zoe Linger. What a wonderful men's breakfast we had yesterday. My Lord, thank you for all the men that came to our men's breakfast. Just this last Monday, we I think we had about 27 men there, by the way. What, my, what a mighty God we serve. And so just this past Monday, we had family prayer. And we were praying over certain individuals and family prayer. Family prayer is so important to be at. You don't have to know how to pray. That's why you come to family prayer, to learn how to pray. And so we were there praying. And we began to pray over individuals. And our dear sister Zoli was concerned about having cancer in her body because there's been a certain thing going on within her body that the doctors were concerned about people were concerned about they were saying it could be cancerous and it's this and that and all these things going through your mind and I don't care what it is when a doctor says something or when you even google something a spirit of fear can come upon you Mm -hmm. you better be careful with that you better be careful with that uh, and so I'm going to get back to spirit of fear don't let me forget about that okay I want you to shout it out if I forget uh, and so we begin to call upon people to pray over them and I said sister Zolinger come up here and we had some ladies gather around her and begin to pray and proclaim the name that's above every name upon her life and the name that's able to heal the name that's able to deliver I want you to know she went to the doctor and she had no cancer in her body hallelujah oh come on somebody you better learn come on I'm trying to teach you rejoice when someone else rejoices hallelujah hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, we have witnesses in here. Uh, boy, I, 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 wish, I, I wish we had the time where I can get our dear brother JR, he, known as Junior, uh, brother Seaboat. I wish we had the time to hand him a microphone, the amount of things that God has done in his life. Go, go ahead and lift your hand, brother Seaboat, so people know who you are sitting back there in the back. If you want to just know if God is a miracle worker, I want you to spend five minutes with that man right there. God has performed miracle after miracle after miracle. He shouldn't even be be standing here right now that's what type of miracle he is see you just don't know just because I'm up here with the microphone you're surrounded by miracles to your right to your left in front and behind if God has ever performed a miracle in your life won't you give him praise just for about 30 seconds Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because we're not just a people. There's people here that need to hear that God's a miracle worker. Uh, 
There's people watching right now that need to hear that God's a miracle worker. There's somebody that's going to watch this video next week that needs to hear God's a miracle worker. Because I may not know what you're going through, but God knows exactly where you are. And I'm telling you, you need to wipe the frown off your face. You need to remove the tears from your eyes. I'm telling you, God is able to turn it around. Today, he can turn it around. He's able. He's able. Amen. He's a miracle worker. I received a letter this morning that's really stirred up my spirit. I received the letter this morning, and I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I am going to read some highlighted points here. But it says, good morning, pastor. The first two words here is I'm done. Someone say I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to put faith in action. This person says that I'm done with depression. They said I'm done with anxiety. They said I'm done with sleepless nights. They said I'm done with hurt. They said I'm done with pain. They said when all of our elders are gone on, I want to be there to carry on what they have been and how they have lived and I'm believing it in Jesus name. I wonder if there's somebody in here that will adopt that mentality and just simply say to yourself, I'm done. I'm done with anxiety. I'm done with depression. I'm done with sleepless nights. I'm done with pain. I'm done with hurt. I'm done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the name of Jesus. They said, I've been dealing with this stuff since 2005, but I'm done with it now. I'm believing in the name of Jesus Christ because there are things in your life that you've been dealing with for a long time, but you got to reach a point in your life to when you just say, I'm done. I'm done with this mess. I'm done with the enemy tormenting my mind, but now it's time for a change in my life. Uh-huh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I told you I feel faith in here. I I I I feel faith. Praise God. I, I may have to preach this next week or something. I, I feel faith in here. Uh, and, and I want you to know, give, give me Exodus chapter 12, please. Uh, let's read verses 12 and 13. Follow me here on the screen. Don't go to your Bibles. Just follow me here on the screen just very quickly. Exodus 12, 12 and 13. Look what the scripture says. He says, for I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. And I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. We're very familiar with this story here. The ten plagues. This is the very last plague uh, that the Lord is talking about when dealing with the Egyptians and bringing his people out. The scripture says... The firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. He says, I am the Lord. Now, watch verse number 13. Look what it says here. It says, and the blood 
shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. Someone say, I must be covered by the blood. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. You need to get out of your mind that the enemy has you cursed because of generational curses. If you've got the blood applied to your life, then the curse... I'm going to encourage somebody, even if I just encourage myself, the curse has to stop at the blood. Just because your mama was an alcoholic and your daddy was a drunk, that don't mean you have to be a drunk. Just because they smoke marijuana and cigarettes, that don't mean you have to be caught up in that. Just because they was addicted to pornography, you don't have to be caught up in that. It stops at the blood. Hallelujah. So I come against generational curses. I come against the mindset that people have just because your grandpa did it and your daddy did it. That don't mean I got to do it. is a liar I said the devil's a liar just because you got divorced running through your family that don't mean you gotta be divorced we come against the curse just because you have homosexuality running through your family that don't mean you have to be that way I come against the curse we come against every curse every sin every demonic force it stops at the blood stops at the blood he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. He said, the blood will be a token unto you, and the plague shall not be upon you. So you're not plagued. So stop allowing the enemy tell, to tell you you are plagued. And that just because it's been in your family for all these years, then, well, this is just the way it is. We go to the doctor and the doctor tells us and they examine us based on history in our family. Now, I'm not against you going to the doctor to check out what's going on in your life, but that doesn't mean you have to accept what is going on in your life. Just because generational things have been passed down to you. If I've got high blood pressure issues going on in my life, yes, I should make sure I should monitor that and make sure that everything's okay. I can't be stupid about it. I'm not trying to tempt God, but that doesn't mean I'm going to accept high blood pressure in my life when I've been covered by the blood. Yeah. When I got G, when I got, how do you get covered by the blood? Let's just deal with that. Spirit of fear. I haven't forgot about it. Y'all forgot to remind me. How, 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 do, how, do you, how do you get covered by the blood? Well, the scripture says, find the scripture very quickly, Brother Carson, uh, that those that have been baptized into him have put on him. Find, find me that scripture. Very, those that have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Come on, come on. Find me that. Galatians where? Okay, th throw that up on the screen, please. I want everyone to see it. I want you to take my, take my word for it. I want you to see it. You have put on Christ. 
You baptize into Christ, you put on Christ. Covered. I'm under. Go ahead. Did you hear it? Say it real loud. Galatians chapter 3, verse number 27. We're testing Brother Caden. He, we'll see if, he's, see if he's right here on that scripture. <laughs> Praise God. Yes, you are. So look, look what it says here. Galatians 3.27. The question is, how do you get covered by the blood? If you're covered by something, that means you are under something. Does that make sense? Okay? So if you put on something, that means something is on top of you. That means you're under it. Does that make sense? The Bible says, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, you have put on on Christ so once you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ that is how you are under the blood Jesus said that we are under him if we have put him on the Bible lets us know that when he sees the blood he will pass over us in the Old Testament where we know the Old Testament were type and shadows of what was to come and now here it is revealed in the New Testament how do we get under the blood we don't go kill a lamb and spread it over our doorposts no my friend but we get under the blood by being baptized in to Christ and when you are baptized in the precious name of Jesus Christ the blood is covering you and the plagues that was not on the people of God that applied the blood the same applies to you you don't have to accept the plagues of your family my Lord, my God. Uh-huh. You don't have to accept it, not one bit. So why are you coming in here right now hearing this word? Don't you walk out of here saying that does not apply to me. The only way it does not apply to you is that if you're not baptized into Christ. But once you get baptized into Christ, then you are covered by that same blood. And those plagues does not apply to your life. That's why I urge people and encourage people to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ because when you're baptized in a name sins are forgiven and plagues that have once tormented you in your family they do not have to torment you so stop looking at your mommy and daddy wishing that you were better than them I'm telling you I'm giving you a way that you can be better than them I'm talking about naturally and spiritually so it doesn't matter what you're dealing with in your home you can come out of it that plague doesn't have to torment you it doesn't have to torment you no more hallelujah and that's why we have faith in here to believe that God is able to bring you out because if he did it for one he can do it for another and if he can heal one he can heal another and if he can perform a miracle to one he can perform a miracle to another amen Hallelujah. Oh, yes, he can. He can do it. Because you just walked into a place 
that believes that God is able to do it. Uh, so don't worry about your history, your past, or even your yesterday, and don't concern yourself about your tomorrow. Uh, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what your generational people before you have done, uh, and you feel cursed because of people before you, I'm telling you, it does not apply to the children of God. Uh, it should not apply to you uh, just because they have been messed up in certain things in their life, uh, and it's called damage in your life it does not have to continue that way to where it's going to affect your children and see that's what the enemy does he wants you to be cursed so that your children will be cursed so that your offspring will have curse upon them that's what he wants just like God speaks generational blessings over your life the enemy wants generational cursing over your life but I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ Mm -mm. our God is greater I said our God is greater it's amazing how people can accept a curse and resist a blessing I refuse to have that mindset that if I'm going to listen to a curse you better believe if the preacher is speaking blessings in my life I'm going to receive that blessing and I've come to tell somebody that God is trying to speak to somebody's heart here this morning to try to let you know that God is in the blessing business that God is able to reverse the curse and I'm coming to reverse every curse that's under the sound of my voice I'm telling you this may not be for your neighbor but if it's for you you better receive it in Jesus name because God is still a healer God is still a way maker God is still a deliverer God is still a miracle worker God is still able to do anything somebody clap your hands magnify the Lord because he's able hallelujah hallelujah yes God yeah yeah yes in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I'm tired of, see, we live in an in, in in a information age. If you don't like my information, you can easily pull up YouTube right now and find a lot of information. And if you're doing that right now, well, go ahead. It's all right. I'll, I'll stay up here for a while. And you know, if you're doing that, that's, you go ahead. But... Information is, is, is available. You talk to most people, not just teenagers, just most people. They can just, a bump can come up on their, on their hand. If you had a bump on your hand right now that you didn't recognize, you'll start Googling. You'll you start Googling a bump to find out what it is. I feel like I'm scaring y'all. <laughs> Google the bump. And Google will have you messed up the entire week. Google will have you in the emergency room. Yeah. Over bump. It will have you at IU. Google said. Over bump. A spirit of fear will come upon you. 
so quickly to where now it's bothering you more than it should bother you. Can I help you understand what a spirit of fear is right here? The Bible says he has not given us spirit of fear. He has not given us the spirit of fear. But he has a rebuttal. Power, love, sound mind, peace, comfort, clear direction, no confusion, sound mind, right mind. Right? People mistake having a fearful moment with the spirit of fear. Having a fearful moment is called being human. It's called emotion. I can have a fearful moment. That doesn't mean you have a spirit of fear. I, I, you know, something can startle me. Something can, we're, we're human. We're going to have fearful moments. Something's going to keep you up that night. Oh, uh, I feel God right now. Something can keep you up. We're human. That's emotion. We have care, concern for a loved one or for whatever the case may be, and it's keeping you up. That doesn't mean you have the spirit of fear, though. See, the devil will condemn you because you can't sleep, and he's got you thinking, yeah, I got your mind. No, he doesn't. You're human. You're concerned. But if you allow that concern, that moment to be a distraction for weeks, months, and it's affecting the relationship in your home with your spouse, with your children, it's affecting your identity of who you are, there's the spirit. If it continues longer than what it should because you haven't given it over to the Lord, there's the spirit of fear. The spirit will remain and linger and cause other effects. Because anytime a spirit possesses someone, it just doesn't remain in their calm and quiet. But it's going to affect you in other ways. So it will affect your ability as a spouse. It will affect your ability on your job. It will affect your ability as a parent. It will affect your ability in it all, any way it can to torment you. Because the thief, speaking of the devil, comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. So if he's robbing you of your peace, robbing you of joy, destroying your relationships in your home, that's a spirit right there. But I can have a moment where something is bothering me, but it's not affecting my relationship. It's not affecting my parenting. It's not affecting my job. It's not affecting my spirit. I'm just human. Hallelujah. But if you are being affected in other ways, that's when you need to rise up and say, no, devil, you're not going to allow this spirit to torment me anymore. I've been going for too long, robbing me of my joy, robbing me of my peace, robbing me of what belongs to me. And that's when you rebuke the spirit in Jesus name. All right, be seated. Let me teach them. So, after you rebuke the spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, now what do you do next? 
Hallelujah. Once you rebuke a spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, what you just did was you just took the authority off of you because you have none without the name of Jesus Christ. And you just put everything on the name that carries the authority. So that means you just did what the Bible says, cast your cares upon him. Am I helping you? Once you said, I bind this in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. You just took everything off of you and did this. That's what you just did. Here you go, Jesus. So now that situation, even though it doesn't look changed, how you respond to it changes. I want to help. I want to help y'all today. It may not look changed, but how I respond changes. So once I have taken it off of me and put it into the hands of Jesus Christ, the one that's able to do it, now when the situation even arises, I begin to throw up my hands and say, Lord, it's in your hands. Lord, I trust that you're going to take care of this. Lord, I've already put it in your hands. Now you respond in praise. Now you respond in worship. Because you can't say I rebuke it and bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. You cannot say you give it to him and stay in depression. You didn't give it to him then. If you give something to God, that means you've taken your hands off the situation. I'm not worried about it. I'm not thinking about it. And it's not going to bother me from here on out. But even though the situation approaches me or tries to disturb me at night, I'm going to give it right back to him and say, Lord, I've already given this to you. You want to know a way that you want to uh, really uh, make the enemy frustrated? Your worship. When he thinks he has you, you begin to worship the Lord. When he thinks he has my mind, I say, thank you, Jesus. When he thinks he has my kids, I say, thank you, Lord, for my children. They're already, they're already baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. They're already, I know that God is going to keep them and bless them. I begin to give God glory for the things I believe him for. That's how you attack the enemy. And so if he's given you power... Love and a sound mind, that is what you speak. <laughs> so you don't speak your anxiety, I'm done. I speak power. I don't speak my pain, I'm done. I speak love. I don't speak the things that I'm dealing with and going through. I speak the word of God. I say, no, God has given me power. No, God has given me love. And he's given me a sound mind. So even when I'm going through what I'm dealing with, I speak the word of God. And I remind myself of who I am. I'm reminding myself that I am a child of God. And if I'm a child of God, I'm going to apply the word to my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And when you do that, faith begins to rise. I said faith begins to rise. So lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, because the king of glory is going to come in. Who is this king of glory? It's the Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. That's who the king of glory is. And I'm telling you, I feel it right now. The king of glory just swept into this room. I'm telling you, I said the king of glory just swept into this room. The king of glory is about to sweep over some hearts right now. I don't know who you are, who I'm preaching 
into. But if you have a generational curse that's going on in your family, I'm challenging you right now to stand to your feet wherever you are right now. If you have a generational situation in your family, I want you to stand up right now because God is about to reverse the curse in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm telling you right now, make that decision today so that you can be under the blood. Uh-huh. Because once you're baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. So you can't walk around with Jesus unless you're baptized in that name. But I'm telling you right now that God is getting ready to reverse every curse in this building. If you're suffering with drugs and alcohol, God's getting ready to reverse that curse. If you're suffering from any sexual, sexual immorality, God's getting ready to reverse that curse. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I need every believer right now. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your voice. In the name of Jesus, let's give God praise for what he's about to do. Uh, Come on, giving praise. Giving praise. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. 15 more seconds. Give him praise for what he's about to do. What he's about to do in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Mm. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel faith. I feel faith in here. I feel faith in here. In the name of Jesus. Now, here's what we're going to do. This is important. This is very important. Your miracle is not tied to your emotion. Okay. Your miracle that you're about to receive is not tied to your emotion. It's tied to your faith. If you trust in the Lord, it will release the miraculous. When Jesus told the man with the withered hand in the synagogue to stretch his hand, the Bible says nothing about him dancing, says nothing about him shouting, says nothing about him speaking in tongues. All it speaks of his obedience. He trusted in the word of the Lord, and then he did it. Miracle. When he told the man that was at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years, rise, take up your bed and walk, it doesn't say anything about his emotion. It only speaks of his trust and obedience. Hallelujah. The woman with the issue of blood had faith before she even got to Jesus. But she said, I'm getting to him. I've tried everything else. I'm getting to Jesus today. 
That's why when she touched him, the scripture says virtue flowed throughout Jesus' body. He knew someone had touched him, someone that was in need. The words out of Jesus Christ's mouth was this, your faith has made you whole. So what's about to happen here right now is not tied to your emotion. It's going to be tied to your faith. That if you are under the sound of my voice and you believe, uh, if you believe that God can step in your situation, because it's, it's, it's amazing how we can have faith for other people, but we have a hard time having faith for ourselves. I said, if you believe that God is able to do it for you, watch what God does right now. I said, I'm believing for it right now. I believe that when we lay hands upon Sister Zoe, things begin to change in her body. Change upon that doctor's report. Just like we laid hands upon our dear sister Peggy, change in her body, change in her life. Just like we've laid hands on many of you, God is changing things even right now. And I'm telling you, those of you that stood and you have generational curses, but I'm speaking about a God that wants generational blessings. From here on out, I'm not falling into the same line as the people before me. From here on out, I'm not going and doing the same thing. It's not gonna affect me nor generations after me no more.